Welcome to the most handsome Star Wars podcast on the internet, The Mandalorian Man, where today I just watched, well maybe not just watched, but I watched it today, episode 5, season 1 of The Mandalorian, The Gunslinger. Ooh, The Gunslinger, we really are in a western, aren't we? I gotta tell you, five episodes in, I still love this show. It picks up, uh, well... Where we last saw things, uh, Mando and Baby Yoda were leaving that other planet. Um, they just they couldn't stay there. The the bounties were still out for for the little guy, so um, they realized they had to go, and uh, they took off. And I don't know how long they've been going for, but the next the first thing we see here is they they're in a dogfight in the sky. There is a um, bounty hunter taking shots at Mando and he's like I'll you know I'll take you in hot or I'll take you in cold and Mando's like that's my line um you know they the guy does damage to Mando's ship uh it doesn't seem like Baby Yoda is nervous at all in fact he seemed to be enjoying it and um luckily the um Mando did basically a maverick move from Top Gun was it Top Gun or Iron Eagle I'm gonna say Top Gun uh, where he kind of stopped, let the guy fly by him, and then boom, 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 explode you. You're dead. I'm alive. But he took some heat, so they had to go um, take a little pit stop. A little pit stop back at uh, Moz Eisley, right? That's what it's called. Um, back on Tatooine, where he could get his ship repaired and, um, you know, probably get the hell out of there as soon as possible. He uh, lands in what I, I don't know, I guess I'd call like a mechanics shop. Uh, and Baby Yoda's asleep, so he puts him into this container, closes him, basically just wants him to stay there while he gets the ship repaired. Obviously, that doesn't happen. That never happens. Um, and heads out, and who is the, who's running the this mechanic shop? But uh, Amy Sedaris. Now, I, I made a connection here. Uh, John Favreau is obviously a fan of Amy Sedaris. If you remember, John Favreau, um, well, he didn't write or direct this episode. Actually, this was the first episode I think he didn't write, but he's still the the, the showrunner of this show. He directed Elf. She was the um, secretary of James Caan in Elf. So, huh, connection right there. Um, and I was like, right away, I was like, wait a minute, I recognize her, even though she didn't have eyebrows. She was, you know, made to look, you know, rough and tumble and space and all that stuff. Uh, but you could definitely tell it was her. It took two seconds. And she, she's always just enjoyable. She's either, like, cute funny or, like, just bizarre funny. And his, she was just kind of bizarre funny. Um, she, you know, she's like, yeah, she's looking at the ship, this, that. And the one thing Mando hates is droids. And, you know, I just thought of something. In those flashbacks, we keep seeing droids almost killing him, right? So that must be some sort of 
It's got to be a connection. There's reasons why he hates droids. He didn't he, remember the first episode. He didn't even want to be on a speeder with a droid. That's how he got Brian Posehn. And with this, he didn't want uh, any of those um, those mech droids or mechanical droids or fixed droids, whatever they are. Um, he didn't want any of those working on his ship. He just wanted who, whatever character uh, Amy Sedaris is. I have no idea. What are, I don't know these names. Um, but she, he's like, I have 500, uh, you know, Republic credits. I don't know. Something like that. And she's like, that's not enough. You know, that's enough maybe to get you uh, to, to stay here in the port. But to get it fixed, you're going to need a little more money than that. And he's like, all right, I guess I got to go earn some money. You know, it's it's that kind of man swoops into town, needs something fixed, has to do a job in order to get it fixed, and then heads out on his way. Um, one thing I wanted to note is I actually recognized these droids from working with young Anakin in um, Phantom Menace at the beginning there. And I am doing the rewatch. I'll talk about that at the end. I don't want to bother you uh, with any any rewatch talk right now. We're talking about exciting things like the Mandalorian. So you know, he he's um, he's like actually, I don't think he he doesn't even worry about Yoda, little baby Yoda. Leaves the ship, assumes that baby Yoda will be fine. Obviously, we know that's not the case. It's never the case. Not that. Anything, well, no, he almost gets in some danger. You can see I'm kind of working this out in my head as I'm remembering things that I watched early this morning. I was going to watch it in podcast right away. That didn't happen. I watched it at like, I don't know, 6 a.m. And here I am at 6 p.m. trying to remember everything. So Mando heads into town to uh, make a little scratch to bring back and get his, his ship fixed. And... Amy Sedaris, I don't know the character's name, the mechanical caller. Um, she is, you know, working in the shop, talking to her droids, um, realizing there's going to be more work because the, specifically he doesn't want droids working on his ship. And he, she hears something. She's like, what? What's, what's that? And she takes her blaster on. She's like, get off. If you're on that ship, get off here right now. Get out here right now. I have a blaster. And who comes out? Of course. But baby Yoda. And what a cutie. The dude, the little guy is the hit of Disney+. Plus. I mean, he's everywhere. He is exactly what Disney Plus needed to, I don't know, just make it into pop culture right away. It's worked perfectly. Meanwhile, Armando has made his way over to a cantina uh, in Mos Eisley, Mos Eisley, Mos Eisley, whatever. Um, dare I say it's the cantina from the original Star Wars. I still call it Star Wars. I don't really call it a new hope. Um, but that's my thought. I mean, it's the original, that's my guess, the original cantina. And he's, uh, he's looking for work. He asks a uh, bartender, robot, if there's any work for him. And he's like, I don't want, you know, it's like, it'll be hard um, something, something guild. And, he, you know, he's like, I don't want it to be on the guild. And this is all from memory because again, 12 hours ago. Um, and he's like, then it will be even harder for you. And then you see this dude sitting in the back. And I want to say on purpose, he's sitting in the same chair as Han Solo. That's again, my guess. 
I don't know these things. That's what it reminded me of. There's this young upstart bounty hunter, and uh, he's overhearing things, and he basically has um, a big mouth and is looking for help. And he's like, I could get some work for you, buddy. He's like, I could use some help. You could help me out here. Um, he has a bounty on some woman. I don't know the character's name because, again, that involves research. I do know that it's played by Ming-Na Wen. She's been in everything from ER to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So she's already in the Disney world. Get it? Um, but she is a notorious assassin who uh, even uh, Armando knows uh, famously and says how hard it is for, you know, people have died trying to get her. He's like, good luck with that. And he's like, you can take all the money. You can help me out. You can take all the money. I just want the credit because he needs this to get into the guild. So he has the, you know, the tracker, but he basically took the job to try to curry favor with the guild and get into the guild. Now he has no idea idea with an R. He has no idea that the man he's talking to or the Mando he's talking to is the same person who basically betrayed the guild and um, shot his way out of the guild uh, not so long ago. But Mando's like, hmm, credits, money. I could use money. He can use that money to pay for his ship and get off the planet. So, um, I can't believe I just did click, click. How annoying. So it looks like our our friend, Mr. I almost called him Mando Calrissian. Mr. Mandalorian is like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Meet me over here at this bay and with two speeder bikes. And um, they're going to go track down this assassin. But before they do, Mando heads back to the mechanic to check on the kid. He goes into a ship and notices the kid's not there. And, well, he goes to gear up, I think, too. And he notices the kid's not there. And freaks out, goes outside and sees the mechanic who's holding the baby, holding the Yoda baby. Everything's fine. He's like, you need to be more careful. You, you obviously, you, have, what, you don't even know how to take care of a kid. You can't just leave a kid like that. And um, she goes on to say that, you know, I've been doing the repairs and um, I've, um, you know, it's taken a little harder, a little longer than I thought because I'm not working with droids and there's a lot of work to be done here, but um, I figure you're good for it because you get two mouths to feed and Mando just looks at her and says, thank you. She's like, oh, oh okay, then you, you must have got a job. That's great. That's great. That's great. Um, so he follows her out. She follows him outside and he, um, there's the young bounty hunter with the two, with the two speeder bikes. And I want to say, and I could be wrong, but I think the first time we ever saw these speeder bikes were in, or was in Return of the Jedi. I think that's the first time I remember seeing them was on the, uh, forest, uh, planet of Endor. Um, I don't know. I, I've always loved these things. I think mainly because Jedi was the first, uh, Star Wars movie I saw in the theater, I might have had the toy. I don't remember, uh, but they were cool looking. Uh, they weren't these giant ships that are a lot harder to to buy as toys. These things are just something you could have with one um, one action figure. 
And um, I love the way that the special, the effect of like when the rider touches the actual speeder bike right there, it, um, it moves, it gives a little, like it, it, the gravity, like it hovers in the air, but it bounces a little bit. I just like, it adds to the real realism of it. And um, I enjoy that. So um, he's putting the stuff on the, on the speeder bike and the young guys like, check it out. Not bad. Talking about the bikes, looks over at the mechanic and it says, ma'am, and sees the mechanic holding our um, bit Yoda baby and just gives a look like, no, oh, that's, that's weird. So my first thought was, oh, Jesus, a bounty hunter is going to see this and know exactly what it is and know exactly who the Mandalorian is now and realize that there is a giant bounty out for both their heads now. And um, no. I'm going to say not at all. He had no idea. Just the look on his face, the shrug, and later we find out he really didn't know. But you could see right then and there, he had no idea what he was dealing with. He's just a young, dumb guy trying to make his way into the bounty hunter world. And um, so they get on the the two speeder bikes and they head off. Now, while they head off, why don't we head off and take a moment to hear from today's sponsor. Welcome back, Star Wars fans. Where we left off, the Mandalorian and this young bounty hunter were racing off for adventure on their speeder bikes. And uh, it was like two cowboys on their horses riding the plains. Because that's what this is, man. This is a, this is a western. Um, all of a sudden I sound like Jeff Bridges, man. Uh, they're, they're riding along and off in the distance they see... Those two, I don't know, what do they call those things? Womp rats? I don't know what they call them. The big, giant, buffalo-looking things. Um, and they pull out their binoculars, and the bounty hunter's like, um, oh, Tusken Raiders. We got to, you know, uh, those guys are, you know, infiltrating our land or something. And Mandalorian's like, you know, some people think it's, uh, they, they were here first, and we're infiltrating on their land. And that one little line said a lot to me. Not only about um, just the thought of, well, not only the the metaphor of the, um, you know, American Indian and indigenous people and uh, the, the Europeans kind of coming in and, um, and uh, making their land their home, um, but also the cowboys and Indians kind of theme that we're used to that we're kind of the metaphor of this whole show being a western where look we're in we're in a land where these people were here first it's their land and we're kind of we're kind of not trespassing well trespassing i guess in a way but we're we are here and we're taking it as our own and you know we need to respect um these people is i guess how the mandalorian takes it and he's like we need to uh find passage and Mandalorian's like well why don't you ask them and he's like hi he turns around and there's two of those uh Tusken Raiders right there and I'm looking at him going is that like a mask do they all wear the same mask or is that their faces when I was a kid I just thought that was their faces but I have no idea cool thing is they can communicate uh through some sort of sign language that of course the Mandalorian knows and he makes a, um, a bargain with them. He bargains for the young uh, bounty hunter's binoculars in 
place of, I just held back a burp, in place of passage. And the guy's like, I just got these binoculars, man. And Mandalorian's like, I don't care. Give them to him. I'm making all this text up, um, all these words up. But that's essentially what happened. So they head on their way uh, more into the open plains, and they come across this creature. Again, I'm sure I've heard the name. Um, I'm sure they've said the name. I don't know. Just a big-looking monster that you can ride. I don't think it's... Maybe it's the same type of thing that um, Mando rode in that early episode with... um, What's his name there? Nick Nolte? I don't remember the character's name already. Cool, cool, keel. Um, I don't even know if it's the same thing, but this thing is kind of just lying, like moving around slowly because it's dragging its rider along with it. And um, the rider is down. I don't know if it's a trap. I don't know what it is, but, uh, you know, the guy's like, oh, what, what do we do? And Mendo's like, cover me. I'm gonna, he runs down there to investigate it further, turns the guy over, uh, sees he's dead, and you know, tells our the uh, bounty hunter he's like, uh, it's a, it's another bounty hunter, um, and the young guy's like, I hope you don't think you're just going to keep all that stuff for yourself. All he cares about is stealing his stuff, and uh, continuing on their journey. Now, I didn't make this connection the first time, but he sees the little fob, the little tracker, and it's beeping, and I think what was happening is it's it was beeping more because. They're very close to the assassin that they need to get the the bounty, and um, Mando saw that and knew that right away. And that's he when he saw that he was like, "Crap!" Turns around, he's like, "Get down!" And he runs, and boom, he's getting shot at. Bang, bang, bang! And um, he's like, he makes his way over the ridge, and he's like, "Oh, you know, thank God, my armor uh, at this range would, um, you know, can you know." protect me from that blaster she has uh and the young guy's like i don't have that armor he's like yeah i know too bad he didn't say that but i said that so mando comes up with a plan we're gonna wait until dark um she's got the high ground so she's not going anywhere uh she's gonna wait for us to make the first move i'm gonna rest and he just kind of goes and leans up against the speeder bike falls asleep for a while while the uh young bounty hunter uh, takes watch. And when it's time to go, the bounty hunter kind of looks over at Mando and is like, hey man, you want to, ready to go? Mando just stands there perfectly still. I think he's asleep, but um, I don't think he was. Maybe he woke up right away. He just sat there and the kid's like pointing the blaster at him. And he's like, you could see he wasn't trying to rob him. He wasn't attempting to kill him. He wasn't thinking these things. He was just being like, huh, he's this guy, this tough Mandalorian, and here I am. I could easily bing, bang, um, and shoot this guy if I wanted to. And he was just like being like cocky, like the cocky young cowboy. And it was funny because Mando's just like, are you done? Can we go? It was fun. What I thought was, is this kid going to lean over and try to take the helmet off? But he probably knows that if he took the helmet off, um, our Mando then he would be a deado. That's just a guess, but um, I feel like this, this guy knows enough not to be that stupid. So they have a plan. The plan is they're going to run directly at her. Now, she's got a scope, and it's nighttime. 
and they they kind of they have these flashes that they're going to shoot off into the sky that's going to um screw with her 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 so her sight um so that if she gets a shot off once they put these flares up she can't focus on them and they can get close enough to take her out so that's exactly what they do they rush her and um you know mando gets shot at and this guy uh ends up getting around her and then um at one point they don't have a flare anymore and um mando is about to get shot you think and then the young guy ended up circling around uh ming na wen and he's like right behind her he's like don't move dirt bag i know that's not what was said but again i'm taking poetic license and explaining summarizing uh what happened in the episode of course this young guy is a bit of a dope and he's dealing with a trained assassin so she gets to jump on him before he shoots her and uh Beats the crap out of him, uh, gets him in a chokehold, looks like he's about to break her arm, and Mandalorian shows up. He's like, perfect distraction. Boom. He, he didn't shoot her, but he stops her with it. You know, he, he holds the gun on her. She stops. They put the cuffs on her, and he's like, go find your blaster. That's what he said. He said it with a real New York accent. He said, go find your blaster. Um, and she looks at Mando and's like, a Mandalorian. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Have you have you been to Navarro? I hear some things didn't go so great there, but it looks like um, you d- you're doing all right. So she right away assumes that this is our Mandalorian who is on the run um, from the guild. And the young guy doesn't pick up on that. He's just like, well, you don't have to worry about Navarro uh, where you're going. He's like, you're my ticket into the guild. And she's like, oh, great. You're welcome. So while the whole thing was going on, one of the speeder bikes was destroyed. And um, ming Na's like, oh, looks like one of us has to walk. And he's like, I need you to go back and get that uh, giant monster thing. I don't know, whatever it is. And the kid, you know, Mando was not going to screw him over. But the kid doesn't know that. He's like, oh, leave you here with my bounty and my ride? Yeah, I don't think so. And Mandalorian's like, fine, I'll go get it. He goes and gets it. And um, he, while he's gone, our young fella uh, is alone with Ming-Na, who um, is smart enough to get into this guy's head, but she doesn't realize that this guy is a bit of a dope. Or not a bit of a dope, but that um, she basically, how do I say it? She um, uses the only currency she has. And once she uses it, uh, I don't think she realized that she is now not worth as much as she would have been. Like if she kept her mouth shut, she would have been turned in um, and given over to the, uh, the guild or whoever was hunting her. But while Mando's gone, she explains to them that like, um, you know, I think that's, that guy is wanted by the guild. Uh, he's supposed to be with a child, a baby or something. That's what they say. At least that's what the rumor is. And when the young guy hears that, he's like, wait a second. I saw a young child, a 50 year old child, uh, with this guy that could be, that means something. And she's like, yeah, uh, you know, never mind me. You want to be in the guild. You'll be a hero with the guild. Um, with, uh, 
you know, with if you bring him back and the kid back, he's like, yeah, I will be. Hmm, I guess I don't need you anymore. Boom, shoots her, kills her right there. Um, I thought she might be a recurring character. Nope, she's gone. Um, but it was cool because I feel like she is, to me, she is a, a high enough uh, caliber actor that he's just seeing her come in, it felt like a special guest star. That's how it felt to me. I thought that was cool uh, to see that and Amy Sedaris. Just seeing both of them come in, you could you just felt like, oh, this is cool because I, I respect these actresses. So they're not just extra parts. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a new some new actress who's going to be part of the show. She is um, just here for a guest spot. I thought that was pretty cool. And now she's dead. Mando comes back, sees the dead body, and realizes the speeder's gone. The kid is gone. Uh-oh. But he has not, no way to get back except that slow-moving, like, mule. It's not a womp rat. A wumpa. I don't know what the hell it's called. I'll call it a wumpa dumpa. Gets crap. Um, but he rides the thing slowly back. Slowly back to the mechanic uh, because he realizes he's got to get back to that damn kid. And when he gets back, who does he see on his ship but Amy Sedaris held at gunpoint while this young jerk is um, holding Baby Yoda in his hands. Baby Yoda's so cute. He doesn't even seem scared. He's so innocent. Um, He's like, drop your blaster, put your hands up. So um, Mando does that. And then he tells Amy Sedaris, the mechanic, you know, go put these cuffs on him. And um, when she goes over, she sees that he has in his hands one of those those flashes that they use to distract uh, Ming-Na, the assassin. And um, she's like, oh, you are resourceful or something like that. And she's just, she, was, she was just great. And... Boom, the flash goes off. The guy gets distracted. Mando grabs blaster, shoots the guy. Bing, bing, boom. The guy falls over. Baby Yoda tumbles over. You're like, oh, no, oh, no. But Baby Yoda's fine. He comes out. He's like, Amy Sedaris is like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Gives him back to Mando. Um, She gets, she takes all, he uh, takes all the money that the kid had, gives it to Amy Sedaris, all of it. She was like, whoa, okay. And um, she's pretty happy. She tells the droids, get this, get this body out of here. Bring him to the, you know, the, the swamps. I don't care. Drags, you know, to get rid of the guy. And um, she kind of walks away as Mando just gets on the ship, closes the bay doors, and takes off for whatever road, whatever planet, whatever adventure is coming next for the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. But before the episode ends, we go back to uh, the assassin's body lying in the desert. And we see the, the feet of someone walking up, walking over and looking at this person, leaning over, and that's where the show ends. Now, I assume that Ming-Na is dead and the assassin's character um, is done. My assumption is this is another um, bounty hunter. I assume it's Carl Weathers. I assume it's he's alive and he's tracking down the Mandalorian and I don't know what brought him all the way out there. Probably the same thing that brought all the other bounty hunters. Looking, he figures there's a big job. Um, there's been t- maybe someone mentioned the Mandalorian was in the area. A Mandalorian was in the area, 
So um, they uh, they're tracking him. They're trying to get him. They haven't yet. But um, I love, and then of course I love the episode ends, and I love watching the the paintings or looking at all the paintings. I look at all of them. They tell a story. It's almost like the the storyboarding um, of of the episode, and I just I I love how you could see that it's not exactly what we see. It's not the it doesn't it's not painted to look like the actors. It's like this is what they had in mind, and then they recreate that in the with the television show, not the other way around. They don't make the TV show and then make the paintings. I feel like these were concept art for each episode, and I love that. And the one thing I didn't mention was one of the art photo, one of the uh, the, the paintings shows uh, the a Mandalorian standing near a bunch of stormtrooper helmets on pikes. And this is cool to see because you could see that it's like a rebellion of the Empire. The Empire's dead, and these soldiers, this regime, regime, um, these dictators, whatever you want to call them, uh, they're not welcome around here. Now, we did see some guys still holding on to their Stormtrooper armor in earlier episodes. Um, but seeing that visual was very cool. Uh, another thing I wanted to, to mention. So, well, let's just talk about what this episode did for us. Uh, it showed that not every bounty hunter knows about Mando. Well, this guy wasn't really in the guild but that he's being tracked by multiple bounty hunters. And what was that guy, that dead bounty hunter? He must have been looking for the assassin too. So they hire multiple bounty hunters for jobs. Who can get, who can get there first? I mean, even back when, um, you know, the, the first episode, the first job, they hired a ton of people, and only our Mandalorian did the job. Uh, didn't work out the way that uh, Carl Weathers wanted it to, but this time around... Um, they have bounty hunters doing their jobs, but also bounty hunters tracking Mando and the child. And that's just going to continue. Now, this could be a bounty hunter we hadn't seen, those, you know, that, that visual at the end. Personally, I think it's Carl Weathers' character. I don't know his character's name. I'm sure they said his character name. And here's another thing I wanted to mention. So I, after episodes, after I talk about them, I like looking at articles and reading about them. And I've read a few things where they talk about the Mandalorian's name. They say, this is his name, Danny Jones or something like that. I don't know. You know, and I, and I look at that and I go, what? How is that his name? I, I guess I'm annoyed where I don't want to know his name. Did they mention it once on the show? I don't think so. And like, why do we know this? Like, I want to be told or shown through the program, through the episodes, if we're ever going to learn this guy's name, that's how I want to know it. Not reading some stupid, um, you know, friggin' AV Club terrible article. I'm not a, not a huge fan of theirs. Um, or some recap on some terrible blog that Google News picks up on because I've clicked on one too many Star Wars things. Uh, I, I don't know how... I don't think I missed them saying the name. Maybe I did. Maybe in with the blacksmith, they said something. Again, I'm not, you're, you're not listening to this to get cool, amazing facts and figures. You're here to watch some dude who likes Star Wars a lot react to what he just saw or saw 12 hours ago. Um, and I have questions because... I feel like I'm kind of 
a general viewer. You know, I'm a Star Wars fan who's watching this, enjoying this, but I don't, I, I don't know what, where the name came from, and I don't even remember what I saw, and it annoyed me that the that the articles were referring to him as this name now. And I'm like, no, 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 no. He's Mando. Mando the Mandalorian. That's all I want to say about that. And, um, you know, I mentioned I'm doing the Star Wars rewatch, watching every movie of, uh, every Star Wars movie, uh, getting ready for the rise of Skywalker. I am now, I'm going to say, a half hour in to uh, Attack of the Clones. I'm not sitting there and watching them all in one felt swoop, um, at least these prequels. I am watching them all on Disney+, Plus, so I don't even know the version I'm getting is the version that Disney Plus is giving me, and I'm happy with that. That's fine. I, I, it's funny when you're watching a movie, um, or when I'm going to watch the original movies, I'm going to be like, I don't know if I'm looking at something that's been done and redone and redone over and over. It's weird. Like, this movie's from 1977. That's a cool special effect because it's been done over and over and over. Um, I've accepted that. The story's the same. Uh, They don't make, you know, many changes. There's some weird changes I saw with with Greedo. uh, And um, I don't love the extra no in Return of the Jedi. But that's okay. Uh, The real thing that I want to, the real thing I want to get through are these prequels. I just want to watch them again. It's almost like a ritual. I feel like this Skywalker, Skywalker? Now I'm talking like I'm from South Boston. This Skywalker um, saga is nine movies with two spinoff movies that tangentially, that's not a word. So this is how I'm going to watch them. I'm going to watch them in chronological order, um, including these two tangential movies uh, because they all... At least this story is coming to an end in December with the rise of Skywalker. Is that a religion? Is that a, a family name that we're going to be seeing come back? I don't know. Um, but how can I not talk about it here? So I'm, I'm watching episode one, episode two, episode three, then Solo, because Han Solo's young, so has to be the next movie. Then Rogue One, because Rogue One goes right into A New Hope. There, I said it. Followed by The Empire Strikes Back. Followed by Return of the Jedi. Followed by Force Awakens. Followed by The Last Jedi. And then, boom, into um, The Rise of Skywalker. Now, I'm relying on my friend to get tickets. He told me he got tickets. If I don't have tickets to this movie... On the 20th, right before my Christmas vacation, I get two weeks off. I cannot wait. It's the perfect, like, perfect beginning of a vacation. But he better get those gosh darn tickets. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the language. I think he already did. I talked to him today and he's like, are you excited to see Star Wars? So that to me um, tells me that this jerk got the tickets. But I digress. Look. This show, I'm talking about Star Wars stuff, but this show is really about The Mandalorian. And we are five episodes in, and I am very excited uh, to be, um, to, to keep doing this episode, to keep doing the show every week. 
uh, things are going to be a little different. Next week, uh, regular Friday show. The following week, from what I saw, The Mandalorian is going to be released on Wednesday, the 18th, right before um, The Rise of Skywalker, because I guess there's going to be some kind of tie-in, some sort of uh, extra scene, something. I I almost don't want to see it. I'd like to just see as little as possible until the movie comes out. But um, that means in two two weeks, a week from Wednesday, you're going to be getting another episode. And maybe that Friday, I'll just do a quick talk about the rise of Skywalker because why not? I'll put it here. I'll put it on my geek mentality show, which is another podcast I do. Um, and, uh, I mean, it, it fits, doesn't it? A little, a little extra helping as, uh, another podcast I listen to, um, has, uh, they call their extra shows an extra helping. Um, so yeah, I think I'm done talking about this uh, episode here. Very good. I love them all. I enjoy them all. They're very much, they're episodic, but they're also like touching along this overarching story. So um, I can't wait to see uh, what we have next. And as far as I know, there are eight or nine episodes. So we only have three or four left. I mean, we are more than halfway done season one and you know i don't know what's going to happen after that but i want to thank you guys for listening you know i don't have a large audience this podcast just really started when the mandalorian started and this is not something that's been on for years it's not something that's um, easily accessible as far as it's not on regular television so um the fact that you guys keep coming back and downloading the next episode and the next episode, and you're listening to me ramble on and on and on. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I love it. Now, I want you to do something for me. I'm just kidding. But if you have a place where you can leave iTunes reviews or podcast reviews, someplace where you can leave a podcast review, I would like you to leave a seven-star review and just try to pepper in words like handsome, smooth-talking voice. He sounds tall. Uh, he sounds like he has a thick, full head of hair. Anything like that would be great. Um, honestly, I don't care if you leave a review. I'd love it, but who cares? You know what I would love? If you're on Twitter, find me on Twitter at Geek Mentality. Follow me on Twitter at Geek Mentality. I just updated my profile picture today. I realize that I'm doing so much Mandalorian, I might as well have a profile photo that uh, fits. Everyone else is doing Baby Yoda stuff, so my turn to do it. That's what you, you'll find at Geek Mentality. And uh, the website is fans.experts.com slash Mandalorian. Yeah, that's it. I'm done. So until next Friday, I have spoken. I have spoken. Fans, not experts.